This is WWJ All Local. There are still a lot of questions as Michigan State Police are trying to find a driver involved in a deadly shooting along a Metro Detroit freeway. WWJ's Charlie Langton joins us live with more on the investigation and what a witness has been telling him. Charlie. Yeah, that's right, Jackie. We're still waiting this morning to see if Michigan State Police have any information at all about a suspect who was on the run because of an allegation yesterday that he shot and killed a motorist in broad daylight about 430 when the two cars were pulled over on M14 near the 23 exchange. Now, WWJ spoke to a witness who said that, and she would not give us her name, but she said that she was driving westbound M14, saw the two cars pulled over, and then the suspect exited his car, pulled to walk to the driver's side of the victim, and fired multiple shots at the victim's head. Now, he then, the suspect that is, fled in a car that she describes it was a dark um like a sedan more of a boxy style car not super shiny um no rust or anything on it not a real like not a newer vehicle now he also was wearing a baggy a dark uh, blue or black baggy hoodie as well as baggy pants if you have any information about this incident call the michigan state police reporting live charlie langton wwj news radio 950 Gross Point Shores city leaders debating adding some bite to the city's vicious dogs ordinance. A push for a pit bull ban stems from a couple who says that their 14-year-old cockapoo named Maddie was apparently attacked by a pit bull last month. Council discussed two gray areas to a breed-specific ban at a meeting last night, whether current residents would be able to keep their pit bulls and how the city would identify pit bulls, given so many mixed breeds are out there. Uh, Breed-specific laws are opposed by organizations like the American Kennel Club and the Humane Society. Uh, Council members agreed on further discussion at their next meeting. The sudden death of a child is shocking a community and those who loved her. Ten-year-old Monet Pace loved cheerleading and dancing, and she had just started with the Southfield Falcons cheer team when she collapsed at practice on Friday. Someone started CPR as 911 was called. Paramedics said the girl wasn't breathing, and despite life-saving measures, she never regained consciousness as she was rushed to the hospital, where Monet was later pronounced dead. A GoFundMe page has been started to help the family with funeral expenses. Kyle Kimball, WWJ News Radio 950. A group of Michigan residents charged with forgery and other felonies for their alleged role in a false elector scheme in the 2020 presidential election could face a judge as early as today. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel says the group met covertly in the basement of the Michigan Republican Party headquarters and signed their names on multiple certificates stating they were, quote, the duly elected and qualified electors for president and vice president of the United States. After signing these fraudulent electoral documents, some of the false electors attempted to enter the state capitol and deliver their fabricated electoral votes to the Senate floor, but were turned away. The false electoral documents were then conveyed to the United States Senate and the National Archives with the intent that Vice President Pence would overturn the results of the election using the false electoral slate. Nessel says among those charged are former Michigan Republican Party co-chair Michonne Maddock of Milford. The charges carry penalties of up to 14 years in prison. 
Lottery players are now looking at two big jackpots after no one hits the winning numbers drawn in last night's Mega Millions game. That means the top prize for the next drawing will be at least $720 million, which is the fifth largest jackpot in the history of the game. Right now, Metro Detroiters are focused on tonight's Powerball game and its $1 billion prize. It ranks as, as the seventh largest U.S. lottery jackpot. Well, there are tax cheats and then there's tax preparer tax cheats. The IRS is actively looking for both. Yeah, you don't want to be either. Uh, the WWJ's <laughs> Mike Campbell reports live. Now there is one less preparer they have to worry about, huh? Yeah, the U.S. Attorney's Office saying a former Detroit tax preparer filed hundreds of tax returns for clients that included de- deductions for bogus business expenses and charitable contributions. Investigators say the additional deductions led to sizably larger tax refunds. 68-year-old Ann Reed pleaded guilty to the charges. She's facing up to three years in prison and up to $100,000 in fines when she is sentenced in October. Reporting live, Mike Campbell, WWJ News Radio 950. Two year old boy found at the bottom of a swimming pool in Sterling Heights has been released from the hospital. Police say the incident is a reminder to keep an eye on children while at the pool or lake and to also learn CPR. The boy's father pulled the two-year-old from the pool and started CPR with the mother, but the boy was struggling to breathe when police arrived. Oh, he's breathing. He's yes, breathing. we got him breathing. The police officer hit the boy on his back to help him breathe better before he was taken to the hospital for treatment. But again, the boy has been released from the hospital and is doing well. Oh, so scary. A former state worker will spend a year and a half in jail for her role in an unemployment insurance fraud scheme during the pandemic. The Michigan Unemployment Insurance Agency says Samaje Refugee was a contract worker who used her insider access to pay jobless benefits on false claims created with stolen identities. The worker received more than $300,000 in kickbacks, but will have to pay the money back. Refugee is one of four former insurance agency workers who have been convicted of unemployment insurance crimes. More cases are pending. Well, if you want to go to Lions training camp, you're going to have to wait in line. Excitement surrounding the Lions is sky high, and demand to see the team this summer during training camp is through the roof. In fact, so many people want to look at the Lions that for the first time ever, the team is requiring people to register for training camp tickets. Like every training camp, the tickets are still free. Registration for them starts today on the Lions website. The first day fans can enter through the gates in Allen Park is Saturday, July 29th. That's the start of what the team is calling Back Together Weekend. Luke Sloan, WWJ News Radio 950. For the latest news plus traffic and weather together on the 8th, tune to AM 950. Follow WWJ on our Odyssey app or ask Alexa to play WWJ News Radio 950.